Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, happy day, man. How you doing? What's going on in your world? Yeah, uh, I slept for like, I don't know, probably like 10 or 15 hours in the last two days. Uh, because I think my body was like, hey, Josh, it's time to, to rest. You've been going you too You got to shut it down. Yeah. And then I did. Uh, nice. And I woke up this morning feeling great. Dude, I've been sleeping through awesome. the night. Like, yeah. That's not normal for me. I wake up like, <laughs> I don't know, four or five times because I got to pee or my dog's right. annoying or right. something. <clears throat> I slept wrong. Yeah. My arm is in pain. Uh, but yeah, dude, I've been sleeping and I've been dreaming again. You know what I think it is? Because I think we talked about what? this on the podcast. The caffeine I, thing? I think Do you it think is it's caffeine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. I haven't like I haven't intentionally not drinking caffeine, but I was thinking right. earlier this week. I was like, oh, like uh, I haven't drank in a lot of coffee. Like I drank coffee Tuesday, but that was really about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be coffee. Wow, dude, which is that's sad. crazy. I I'm trying not to drink coffee like in the afternoon, really past like two p.m. And even before we started recording this, I almost poured a big old cup of coffee, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to try to have some dreams tonight because I totally think it makes a big difference. Like I I've noticed I've noticed that like when I don't only drink it in the morning, I'm like I have dreams again, <laughs> you know, dude, which is crazy. I've been having weird dreams. Have Not you? like weird, like what's happening dreams, but like weird people being in my dreams. Like I'm talking yeah. people we haven't seen, I haven't seen for like over a decade, like a Strange. long time. Strange. One of my dreams. There they are. Weird. Dude, that's wild. Uh, speaking of napping and sleep in general, yesterday while our girls napped, I seized the day and I put together a chainsaw mill that my parents got me for uh, my birthday or for not my birthday for Christmas. Um, And this mill, I can use it and go cut straight up logs into rough cut boards. And then my plan is to start doing that and make some really cool stuff. So I'm going to make like a a shoe holder. A what? I don't have a planer. You have a planer? No, I do not. But my friend does. He actually is a couple and uh, who knows if I do it enough, I might get a planer, but I'm running out of space to like store stuff in our garage. So gotcha. we'll see. We'll see. But um, ultimately, I want to make a table, but I need to like I have a few practice items I'm going to do before attempting any of that stuff, because that seems, nice. you know, pretty high stakes. So, yeah, man, I'm going to be trying that out soon. Are you using your like your trees on your property? Yeah. Like, where are you yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, the ash borer is like this crazy bug that came through and like they're still here, but they kill a lot of the ash trees. So we've had a decent number of trees down like on my property. And then my neighbor has like a ton down because she has like 10 acres that goes behind ours. So I'm going to talk to her and see if she's cool with me using some of that. And I think that'll be fine. But either way, I have some trees down back there that I can practice on. So, Dude, speaking of the yeah, property man. behind yours, have you uh, yeah. killed any deers back there yet? I can't. I know it's not, one last it's not year. Deer season. Did one you? last year? Yeah, just a. Uh, it was actually a little button buck. I didn't know that. I thought it was a doe, but that was fine. It worked out. But I got one last year and zero this year. Um, yeah. So anyway, man, like I, uh, I have not hunted very much this year. Um, I kind of did like right around the peak rut time and then, uh, took a break 
from it just because I don't know, life's super busy and uh, I didn't make it a huge priority to do this year, but I got some time in the stand and I can't complain about that at all. So yeah, man, maybe next year. Oops. Yeah. Let's go. Cool. Dude, uh, I don't remember what we talked about last week. Um, for the life of me, it feels like it was a month ago and it was only seven days ago, six days ago, five <laughs> days ago, something like that. We just caught up. Uh, it was our New Year's, like, what's going on, resolution, oh, how you doing right. podcast. Okay, I remember yeah. it now. So, but we're starting a new series and I think you should tell me about this new series because it was 100% your idea. Yeah, man. Well, was it? I don't, I don't know. True. I don't know. No, but. but we... <laughs> We decided we're going to like spend some time kind of on attributes of God. Uh, we might call it like the who is God or what your God is like or what God is like series. We haven't named it yet. We need to. Um, but we're going to talk about God's attributes and use scripture to back it up. So today we're going to be talking about God as being holy, um, which should be awesome. And I think the way we'll approach these will be kind of a characteristic or a trait and then a what do you do about it type conversation. Um, like how do you how do you react once you know God is holy or any other characteristic we talk, talk about. But we want to do that because it's important to like have a framework of who is God and what is God like more importantly um, or just as importantly. So. I don't know if that's a, a full setup, but that's kind of my take on on what we're going to do for probably like six to 10 episodes going. Um, we're going to be talking about the traits of God and the characteristics of God, um, and it should be pretty awesome. Uh, you want to add anything to that, my man? No, I just think like I'm, I'm excited for this series because I think we we minimize God, I think in a lot of different ways in our lives. One, so we can comprehend better, but two, so we can stay in control of our own lives. Uh, and I think, I think it's really healthy for, for Christians and for those that follow Jesus to kind of spend some time in this vein of really looking at the attributes of God. And, um, I think it resets your position in all of it, which, you know, I'm giving away the end of God is holy for me, but, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's one of those topics where you're like, man, we should spend a lot more time just talking about who God is, um, just so we have proper perspective uh, on how we live this life. But <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Uh, you want to start with, you know, the uh, God is holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty verses? Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, this is out of Isaiah 6. Um, it says this. Uh, let me actually, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts po and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. So, um, Josh, this one I know you added in as kind of uh, let's let's be sure to talk about this Isaiah six. That's verses one through four. Um, but dude, that is a wild picture just to start. And yeah. um, well, these incredible, us, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. John gives us a kind of a, a a bigger picture. So he has he has the same 
type of vision that Isaiah did in this Revelation 4. It's recorded. Uh, it says, we'll start halfway through verse 1. It says, and the voice I first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you and what must take place after this. And that once I was in the spirit and therefore, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Ruby. Um, essentially, they were shimmering. Uh, a rainbow, um, like a shroud. Uh, a rainbow that shroud, like an emerald, encircled the throne. That's a that's a tongue twister. Uh, yeah. Surrounding the <laughs> throne, there were twenty four other thrones, and seated on them were the twenty four elders. And um, they were dressed in white and ha- had crowns of gold on their heads. And then the th- from the throne came flashes of lightning, rumbling, pearls of thunder in the front of the throne. Seven lamps were blazing, and these were the seven spirits of God. So in the front of the thrones, uh, there was what looked like a sea of glass as clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures. Uh, they were covered in eyes in front and in back. Um, the first living creature looked like a lion, the second an ox, the third like the face of a man, and the fourth like a flying eagle. Each of these four creatures uh, had six wings covered all in eyes around them and even under their wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks uh, to him who sits on the throne and whose lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sit on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power for all created, for you created all things and by all things and by your will, they were created and having their being. Okay, one last one, just to drive this idea of God being holy and um, and why it might be a matter. There's or why it might matter. There's a lot of verses about it, but that was out of Revelation four. I read from Isaiah six, and then just a quick reminder: when Jesus does the Lord's prayer and says, "This is how you should pr- pray." The very first line is, our Father in heaven, heaven, hallowed or holy be your name. Um, then it goes on, your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, but but you start, Jesus says, start by praying and acknowledging that God is holy or hallowed or set apart, um, which is pretty much what holy means. Um, so it is like a consistent theme through the Bible that God is holy. There's no one... No one like God. God is set apart from all the rest of creation, all the rest of material, all the rest of beings. And um, yeah, there's, we read, you know, Revelation was written by John. Um, Isaiah was written, obviously, by Isaiah about his life and experiences. Um, And then uh, Matthew, that was quoting Jesus, where he says, when you pray, start with God is holy. So what a... What like maybe I don't we didn't talk about this question, but what thing does does it spark in your mind? Like, are there emotions that come up when you think about God being holy, or is it like a theological course you took throughout college? Like, what what comes to mind when you think of God being holy? Oh, Amen. Yeah. Um. I didn't know. It's the vastness of God that I think we start to 
we start to bump up against when we start to talk about this idea of, you know, there, there's nothing like him. It, it's hard to compare. And even like reading through John's account and, and to some extent Isaiah is like, he didn't necessarily have words to describe what was happening. So he just tried to connect it to what we knew, what we know. And it's the same thing we do today. But the problem when we try to do things like that, I'm not saying they're bad, like it helps, it's helpful, but there's a limitation that we hit. And that limitation piece that we bump up against is like, well, we're not really describing um, what God is and who he is and, and what he looks like in these moments. Like there's just, there's not vocabulary you know, that live up to the expectations or live up to the, the holiness that is God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's easy for us to dismiss it. I think too, of just being like, well, um, you know, it's not, it's not for me to whatever. Um, you know, I'm not going to fully understand it anyway. So why even try? Um, and I think, I think this is where we start to get in a lot of trouble and, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but yeah. I think it's where we get a lot of trouble of when we, when we start to put God inside of a box, like no wonder we don't think God can intervene. No wonder we don't think um, God is bigger than the circumstance that may be, you know, silly now looking back at it, but in the middle of it, it felt, you know, overwhelming and like, of course God's not big enough to, to take that out or to take care of or um, to work those things out for, you know, with the good of those who love him. But like, I think there's that piece too, that's at play that we, we often miss, or at least I do like, um, you know, you, you're, dealing with an unexpected bill, you're dealing with a, a loss, you're dealing with a, you know, change of, of your circumstances of life or whatever they happen to be. And yeah. like, you know, you, you, we have the tendency as humans to let that crush you. And in reality, like, like that's not God, like God is so beyond our comprehension or understanding. Like, it's like we're playing checkers and he's playing 3d chess. Like we're, yeah. we're so far 3d chess is that chess game. By the way, those listening, it's like layers. I've never played. I'm not smart enough to play chess, let alone 3d chess, yeah. but there's like different layers to the chess game. Who knows mm-hmm. if I've actually played, but it's a good yeah. illustration. Nonetheless, like he, he's playing a much different game than we're playing. Um, yeah. like, sure he's personal yeah. and we'll get to those aspects of, of God's character at some point. But like in this moment, like he's, man, he's bigger. Yeah. Like I just think yeah. through, and I'll read this to you. This is just, this is Moses. I think mm-hmm. this is in revelation 15. I don't know what it's quoting Deuteronomy. Maybe uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it says, you know, great and marvelous are your deeds. This is why God is God, right? Great and marvelous are your deeds. Lord God almighty, um, just and true are your ways. King of all the nations who will not fear you lord and bring glory to your name Um, for you alone are holy all the nations will come and worship before you your righteousness acts um, have been revealed Um, and just disappearing and coming back i don't know what he's doing i think he's pooping right now let's just assume everybody he's pooping (laughs) no i'm not my internet (laughs) is being lame so i turned my camera off for a sec (laughs) no poop Um, yeah and I, and I think even now as we're talking, like we're grasping at straws, right? We're, yes. we're trying to, we're trying to portray, a, you know, how set apart God really is and how different he is than yes. his creation. Like you got to remember this man, you know, this man, I don't even like call him a man. Like he's beyond that category. Like God, uh, like he yeah. spoke creation into existence. He didn't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't, no, he wasn't he didn't mold it with his hands. He didn't. No. Yeah. He wasn't, no. he wasn't, you know, being exhausted by the work. Like he spoke it into existence. 
Um, yeah. And sure, you know, yeah. because mankind was the the pinami, the uh, pinnacle of of his creation, he did spit on the ground and use his hands to start to form. Yeah. But um, that's for a different reason, not because he had to. Um, and I think there's that piece that's just like, man, just mind boggling how big God really is. And you know, from an application, you know, places as we dig into that, yeah, sure. World problems become smaller and smaller because my God is much bigger. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my soapbox for a second. What's your thoughts? That's a good soapbox. Um, man, I, holiness is, is hard to describe, um, for me because, uh, because it's hard to like, I, I go to a, a pretty American type church, you know, it's not like, I think holiness might be easier to describe, to describe if you were to like go to church or mass at one of the insane cathedrals in Europe. And that was where you went like every Sunday, every Wednesday night, whatever the church rhythm was. One reason those those churches were built in so like otherworldly proportions. I don't know if you've ever been to one, Josh. I don't know if you've uh, been one to one people listening. But if you go in one of the European cathedrals, um, the roof, like St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican. I was in there and the roof when you're in the main place is like 200 feet above your head. And it is like this massive massive expanse of open space where there's like these ridiculous windows and statues. And then there's this altar in the center of the church. That's like otherworldly. Everything's made out of gold. It's like the, the most opulent things you've ever seen are used to depict the things you're supposed to believe about the Bible and about your God. And, and one of the attributes of why they built cathedrals the way they did is to say, like, your God is set apart. Your God is not the small shack that you call home. Like, and and this is just rubble compared to what heaven might look like, compared to what his throne room might look like. But it's it's a human expression of, like, the highest art we could do used to try to depict, like, who God is and what God is like. And to me, holiness is kind of like that. It is... Yeah. Like I th- when I think of holy as a definition, I didn't look up the, I probably should have looked up a definition, but I've heard it taught on as like, holy means set apart. Like it is reserved for a specific thing. It's, it's not like a holy piece of silverware is not what you use to spread your butter with on everyday toast. You know, it's like for the best meal you eat, once a year, you might break out your holy silverware or whatever that is. I don't have holy silverware. I don't know why my mind went there, but it's like, it's, it's not for normal use. It's not uh, a rote thing. It's not like a, this is just commonplace. Like, and God is the only being like himself, you know, there, like in, in our belief system, there aren't all these other gods. There's just God and then things and creatures that God made, you know, like God is one. Um, God is, is the only one. So by nature of being holy, God is truly set apart from the creation because he wasn't created. God, God was before there was creation. God was and, and brought about creation, you know, so he is literally 
set apart from it. He's the only one on the outside looking in unless he chooses to be on the inside looking out, which he does. He's everywhere at once, right? So it's like this attribute of God is insanely tricky for me to describe. Uh, But I think of this set apartness uh, like not normal, not common, not easily looked past or walked past or ignored. God is like holy and above all things. Like I'm, I'm probably describing multiple characteristics at once, but doing my best to try to like think through God being set apart. Um, we'll get to the personable stuff and loving stuff like Josh was talking about, but um, God in his just holiness, like you see in all these depictions um, in revelation, like at the throne room, there's these beings, these angels flying around and worshiping and their, their song is holy, holy, holy is, is the Lord almighty. Oh, sorry. That's, that's Isaiah. You are worthy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty who was and is and is to come, you know, like three holies right away. And, And it's this recognition that like, Hey, we're around you, but we are not you, you know, we're, we're in your presence, but you are God. I'm not God. Yep. They're not God. You're God. You're set apart. Like you are, you are different and, and above and in and through. Um, so I don't know what it, did that spark anything in your mind as I was going or. Yeah. I like the, yeah. I, I like the idea of like, in you know, we lose this in, in a lot of churches today of like the opiates, the opulence, the Opulence. over the top. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Um, and cause like you look at, you look at even like the tabernacle, this is the traveling place where God's presence yeah. dwelled and the very specific requirements that God had. It was the best of the best that they had. Sure. It was a traveling tent, but it was the right. best inside, you know, in that tent and around that tent and the, the types of fabrics that got draped over yeah. it and all those things. And you look at the requirement with Solomon and building the temple and you know, it was the, it was the best of the best. Now I get why we went away from it uh, in the church you know, it was, it was manipulated and and polluted and, you know, it Mm -hmm. became about the church rather than, but I think there's a piece of it too, that it was probably of like, well, we're just trying to reach people and this turns people off, but maybe we shouldn't have gone down that road. Maybe there should have been uh, an opulence of, well, and dude, I'm sorry to cut in on you. I know you just got going, but like, to me, I experience that if I'm in like a European cathedral for sure. Mm-hmm. But man, you live in Colorado. I did for a long while. And when you're in the Rocky Mountains and you go up high to a high lookout place and you look out and you see incredible peaks and valleys and like mind blowing nature as far as your eye can see and further, that's like, that's the same thing. That's the opulence of like, then you start thinking God spoke and this was created. And it's like, who is our God? You know, like who is this God that can speak mountain ranges into existence and complexities of my thoughts into existence? Like, I don't know. I think too, like, yeah, I think it's the, I think our proper response to the, the whole, you know, God is holy uh, is all because Mm -hmm. I think with awe it, it takes your breath away. You you take a step back. You realize, oh man, I'm a lot smaller than I actually thought I was. Um, yeah. Like you you find that you know that proper perspective of what's going on, and there should be an awe of who God is, and not necessarily what God has done for you, 
um, yeah. or how he is created, but just the, the essence of who he is, we should be in awe. Um, and I think we, we miss that in our society because it's a control thing to some extent of like, well, for me to have awe of something else, I have to come under it. Um, that's just the reality of the, of the position that I have to take. Um, and we don't like that, especially in today's society. We, we definitely don't like um, taking a backseat to anybody or becoming yeah. underneath anybody. Yeah. We're, we're pretty against it, but there's, there's definitely something to it uh, in our relationship with God. Um, you know, and beautifully he, he restored in, you know, through the death and resurrection of Jesus and we can come to the throne and actually be in the presence of God without, you know, falling apart, um, in the moment. But like, so there's that piece. I think, I think that really the response is awe. Like we, we should start there. It's the same way. Like you read, you know, um, the Lord's prayers as Jesus yeah. kind of described, Hey, this is how we pray is this is where we should start. Like personal yeah. matters, relationship matters. It's, it's what God restored, but, um, not to let that, not to let personal become common, I think right. is, is the big piece. Like, right. don't let your relationship with God become common. It's not, he's not, yeah. Um, yeah. he's, he's beyond, uh, so many things of this world, um, and beyond our comprehension of those things. Um, but he, but he is personal. He is approachable. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But in the moment you recognize God's holiness, I do think awe and maybe worship. And also, I think probably fear are things that can be mm -hmm. very common and maybe the right responses. Um, and I like fear. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But on the worship piece, like you see, you know, in Isaiah's account and John's account, these angels are just declaring that God is holy. You know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Um, and a couple varieties of that same expression where these beings are just like, you know, like in if you think about like Lord of the Rings or Kings of Old or something like that, like when somebody opens a throne room, uh, there's like a person who announces who's coming in, um, and like trumpets and stuff to let everybody know, like this person just came in. If that's like a king, like that happens or a queen, you know, that happens and everybody in the room bows, you know, it's like this expression of like rep reverence. And I think that's um, like a thousand fold uh, with God. Like when you see God in God's presence and whether it be through a vision like this or, you know, after we die and we do see God in his presence in his um, throne room one day, like I think the only response is probably awe and worship. Um, however, in like biblical accounts, every time men or mortal mortals saw angels or God, their first response was always fear. Like I'm going to die. I, I can't be here. You know, like I, I don't, I shouldn't be seeing this. Like this is not, this is otherworldly. This is above me. You know, like I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm going to die. And you know, the angels are pretty much always like, Hey, don't, don't have fear. It's okay. You know? And, and in God's, um, is it Isaiah where he takes the coal and touches it to his lips and like cleanses him and says like, you can be here essentially. Um, like, yeah. do you remember? Is that Isaiah? Isaiah? Pretty sure it is. Isaiah. Yeah. And like, anyway, but it's like this, um, like worship, I think is awesome. Yeah. Like I think worship is a natural response of our soul. Once we understand that God is holy and set apart, 
And it's not really like a feeling that I have um, that often, if I'm being honest. I don't think about God as being holy um, that often. But um, I think maybe when I'm thanking God in a sincere way for something, that's when I'm like, a part of like me being thankful and grateful in prayer to God is usually like, God, I couldn't have possibly done that or known that or understood that. Um, and you revealed it to me or you, you solved that before I even knew it was a problem or you intervened and I just see your hand at work. Like, thank you for, thank you for being way more powerful than I am and for intervene, intervening in, in my life, you know? So that's maybe one place where I think about holiness a little bit, but it's not a, yeah, it's not an everyday thing I think about, but it's, it's true, man. And I think maybe the things in this world that take our breath away and give us a sense of awe, um, maybe God made the world a little bit like that so that we could understand holiness and being set apart and um, just a different scale altogether that God is on. Um, for sure. Oh, yeah. and last thing, fear. Yeah, I mentioned it, but like if you read through the Bible, pretty much every time somebody encounters God directly um, or one of his angels, their first thing is like, I'm going to die. <laughs> like they're always pretty freaked out. Um, and, and God being good, you know, uh, assuages their worries and like assures them, no, you're okay. You know, or like Isaiah takes the coal and purifies him and says, you're fine. You can be in my presence, you know? Um, but yeah, man, sorry to jump in again I on think that. too, like, no, you're fine. I think too, like, it, it, it's easy to focus on one characteristic of God and, and, you know, God is multidimensional. Shoot, humans are multidimensional. God's going to be even on a grander scale. So like when you look at all these attributes, you know, there's all these things that are now working together um, to make up the character that is, you know, the one that we worship. Um, and, you know, there's so many different things. And I, I think too, like, you know, coming into the new covenant, um, you know, because of what Jesus did, we now have a different type of access. Like you look at, you know, scribes uh, as, as they recorded the old uh, Testament over and over again and re reproduced it. Like, you know, they went through like ceremonial cleansing as they got to the name of God. Um, they cleansed themselves, wrote the name of God, and then went back and went through ceremonial cleansing again, um, just because it was, it was, it was that holy, and they wanted to, you know, represent that. Like, it, it's something that we've lost because we now have personal. But I think there's this balance that we should be at play, and I think that balance is also going to help you in your ability to cope with life. Um, mm -hmm. and when it gets hard of like, no, my, my God is holy. He is saying, you know, mm -hmm. he is, um, in full control and, you know, he is working a greater plan than I can understand or imagine. And, um, I'm just a small, you know, as, uh, is it Paul? I don't remember, you know, you're a small whisper, you know, you're here, then you're gone. <clears throat> um, I don't know who actually said it in the my head. Um, but there, there's that piece of it of like, man, you're, you're such a small aspect of the greater plan of God. And, you know, thankfully you're a part of the plan. Like, let's be yeah. grateful by that, that God chose to use us. He could have just done it on, you know, did it on his own. Remember this is the guy that spoke things into existence and he chooses to use his creation, um, to reach more of his creation, which is, which is mind boggling that he, he chooses to, to do that. But yeah, I think so often we miss, we just miss that holiness piece of like, do you stand in the eye of God? Does it, does it lead you to want to worship him because he deserves our, our praise? And I'm not saying like, 
you know, singing worship, though I'm not saying it couldn't be, um, but you know, there's a plenty of ways to worship God and to to um, mm-hmm. uh, essentially not place Him on His throne, but uh, how else would you say it? Like, um, um, just recognize you know, acknowledge that, he, your place yeah, acknowledge that He's on the throne. Yeah, uh, yeah. I used yeah. to have a, a friend that <clears throat> when they worship, they would try to picture you know the throne room um, and that they were there, mm-hmm. you know, in the throne and worshiping God, and that's. That's kind of the imagery that created their head. <clears throat> I think I think these are helpful things and, and practices that, that we should be practicing on a regular basis mm-hmm. just to, you know, instead of coming to God, you know, you know, in your normal, you know, devotions or quiet time of like, hey, here's all the things I want to talk about and pray through. And um, I want to read through your scripture today in these ways. Maybe it is just like, God, let me just praise you and just sit in awe of, of your glory that, that exists all around me. And, um, you know, I think it'd be a great practice to figure out in your own head, because um, that's really where you, for lack of better terms, we're going to recreate something that we cannot see in our imagination um, to be able to to recognize where God is. Um, you know, we don't get those awesome experiences like Isaiah or, or John as they got to enter the throne room before their you know their last breath. Um, it's just that piece of like. You know, how do we work this into our daily lives of practice so we can honor the, the, the holiness that is, you know, that God is um, in our daily lives so we're not losing out on on the awe of God? I don't know. I think these are things that I'm now going to ponder. I'll be honest, I didn't come into this podcast thinking I'm going to walk away pondering things. I thought we were just going to talk about the holiness of God and move on. But I think there's there's probably something here. I don't know where Andrew went. I think Andrew ditched me. That's typical Andrew. Or maybe maybe he's having a God moment right now. He is standing in the presence of God. He's seeing the cherubim saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. But um, we're going to continue with this series. I don't know if Andrew has any application thoughts here. Um, when he comes back, we'll, we'll, we'll prod his brain for them. But um, like I said, like, I think it's important one to sure focus on each aspect. So you get a better understanding or grasp of the idea, you know, God is holy. He's sovereign. He's omnipresent. And I assume we'll, we'll hit a lot of these different topics that, you know, God is love. Um, but you know, it, it's weaving them all together to see, you know, a full picture of God. Like, and I think this is as Christians, we get into trouble um, where we miss, you know, different aspects. We'll, we'll use the the massive, you know, cathedrals built in, you know, throughout um, the Middle Ages um, to, to honor God. You know, what did that do? Well, it, it turned a lot of the people, it turned, well, you know, the priests and the leaders of the church as well to harm the people. Like there's a lot of bad that came with it because we just didn't have that full picture that, that we weaved in together um, uh, of the character of God. So as, as we go through each of these aspects, we'll try to do our best, but you know, let's be honest, it's on you. Uh, it's your relationship with God, but um, to weave those things together and to how does the love of God and the, and God is personal and God is present everywhere. And the God is holy. How do they weave together for us to have a better understanding or image of who God is? And, um, there's plenty of great resources out there and, and we'll post them to the website at this G's life If it's been a while since you've, you've been there, but, um, I'm just thinking like some Tozer and some, some other C.S. Lewis, uh, that, that dig pretty deeply into these into this idea of who is God um, that may be worth a read just to get a different perspective or hopefully a grander perspective of the one that, that restored um, relationship back with us. Um, the one that, you know, 
spoke us into existence. And I can't actually see Andrew, so I don't know where Andrew went or where he disappeared to, but I can see he has muted his microphone. And I'm bringing this thing to a close. So if Andrew can hear me, he better hurry up uh, if he wants to share any last thoughts of application. Um, but, you know, like we said, this series may go on for a while. We don't know. We'll see how it is. We don't. Oh, Andrew's back. We don't. Hey. We don't plan too far ahead, unfortunately, uh, because it's not us or our personalities. And, you know, we want to be authentic to who we are. And yeah, all those we do things. So we're going to keep any Andrew, any last application pieces before we Dude, put a bow on this one. The last thing. And sorry, I had to step away because my four year old uh, came out of uh, quiet time early and I had to try to get her back in without waking the uh, other one. Anyway, um, the last thing my our friend Jacob uh, shared this thing on Instagram about a, a breathing prayer where it's um, it's a psalm and it's a verse out of a psalm that just says, be still and know that I am God. Um, it's one sentence, you know, uh, it's something I, I felt challenged to do, but, uh, in a good way where with each kind of breath, you just say two words out of that, be still and know that I am God. And to me, that might be a really cool way for me to, to remember who God is and that I am not God and that God is holy, you know? So, um, take it or leave it, but, um, maybe, maybe spend some time in prayer, uh, or in, in your normal activities of life and pause and just recognize in prayer, God, you are God. I'm not, you know, and whatever helps you get there is awesome. But, um, that be still and know that I'm God. is pretty awesome because if that's your whole prayer and you're just kind of repeating that again and again, slowly and spread out over time, with your breaths, um, as you breathe, there's not a lot of space in there to get, by the way, God, could you give me a raise? Could you help me with this thing? Could you do this, do that? It's like, no, no, no. Like this time is just about knowing who God is, knowing that God is God and that we are not. Um, and there's, there's a lot of value in that. Uh, so that's maybe one easy takeaway. And Jacob, if you're listening, thanks for the awesome idea, man. Um, be still and know that I'm God. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it'd be, it'd be good for each of us to, to recognize God's holiness a little bit more in our lives. Um, and that's one way I'm going to try to do that, uh, especially when I'm out milling in the woods at some point, uh, with my new chainsaw mill. So yeah, man. Building his log cabin. That's right. One day. If you didn't know this, Andrew, Andrew lives in a log cabin, uh, in the middle no. of the woods by himself <laughs> no. with his family. Yeah. All alone. All alone. He is a recluse. Uh, he is a recluse. <laughs> but yeah, right. keep joining us for the rest of this series as we keep looking at these attributes or characteristics of God. Um, hopefully we can bring them all together into a nice weaved picture. Um, I think so. my biggest takeaway is, you know, God's God's playing, God's playing, you know, multi-layer chess and we're playing checkers. So we definitely yes. need to slow down. Um, yeah. uh, find those moments where you can just stand in the awe of God, as Andrew said. Um, whatever that yeah. looks like for you and however that gets practiced yeah. out, I'm um, just putting yeah. God back on his throne where he does 
deserves to be. Um, because one, he created all this, so he gets to say where he gets to be. But two, um, just great. because of who he is, he deserves to be on his throne. Um, yeah. One, God, thank you. Thank you uh, that you are holy. Thank you, um, God, that, that you sent your son Jesus so we have the ability to enter your presence because without it, my goodness, um, God, our wickedness would, would kill us on the spot to, to see the holiness that you are. Um, thank you for... Uh, for one, how you love us, but God, more than that, thank you for just your sovereignty and uh, for your power and for your might and um, that, you know, you're so beyond our comprehension, but the fact that we get to at least get a small understanding of the comprehension, God, yeah. is a pretty cool thing. So thank you, God. We love you. Thank you for your holiness. Andrew, my buddy, my friend, I will see you next time. See you soon, my friend. Thanks for doing this. Peace. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.